past year, I've been exploring the concept of minimalism and what it is to live a minimalist lifestyle. Now that I'm actively paying off debt, I've begun to notice that making a decision to purchase an item does more than just take your money. It takes up space and your energy and it can be and it can come between you and your goals. Like any journey, your why will be unique to you. In this episode, I'm listing five reasons why minimalism is the lifestyle for me and five things it isn't for my own personal journey. Pull up a seat and let's talk about it. Then let's get rid of some stuff. Do you sometimes feel like you have too much stuff? Okay, same. If you're new here, Derek and I share a one bedroom apartment. Prior to this, we both lived in our own homes, but life circumstances caused us to downsize prior to getting together. Back in April, Derek moved in and we've been navigating these sometimes small waters ever since. We tossed around the idea of moving into a two bedroom apartment so that way we could have more space. But to be honest, we have enough room for us. We just didn't have enough room for our stuff. This is how we knew that something had to change. Without our lovely gift of the internet and people who've already been in a similar season of life, I probably wouldn't have ever navigated these waters. This is why it's so important for you to tell your story and to be open about the things in your life that hurt, but also talking about the things that help you heal because other people can learn from you and it helps them heal too. I've been doing a lot of research on minimalism and what it looks like to live a minimalist lifestyle. Please understand that this isn't for everyone. If it causes you extreme anxiety to get rid of multiple things at once, and it causes you panic to picture your life without things, please talk to a professional before making any drastic changes to adopt a lifestyle shift. There are steps and there are different ways to adapt and approach this, and I want you to make sure that you're making a decision and following a plan that's best for you and your current needs. So before I get into what this lifestyle means to me, I want to tell you what it's not. So here are five things that minimalism is not to me. Number one, it's not black and white everything. Getting on Pinterest to recreate someone else's idea of minimalism will only leave you feeling like you're missing something. The truth is, it's because you are. You're missing the touch of you, your reality, your happiness. Hold on to everything that adds value to your life and then get rid of everything that doesn't. Evaluate where you want to be in five years and then say goodbye to everything that isn't going to help you to get there. Now, can you use Pinterest for inspiration? Absolutely. I love Pinterest. I'm on there all the time. But if you go in there with the intention to 100% recreate somebody else's look, then you're going after their idea of minimalism, not your own. Number two, it is not only having one plate, one fork, and one cup. Are there extreme versions of minimalism? Yeah, absolutely. But your version doesn't have to look this way. So like only two people live in our home, but we have a dinnerware set for four. I don't only own one coat. I own nine. And yes, I already went through them and nine is what I chose to keep. But each one adds value. So they're staying until they no longer serve me. Number three, it's not a trend. 
is the minimalism thing trendy right now? Oh, for sure. But if you're doing it just to be on brand, guess what's going to happen after you get rid of all your stuff? You're going to buy it all again. Number four, it's not a quick fix to being messy. If you were messy before decluttering, you'll be messy after. You just won't have as much stuff lying around everywhere. Number five, if it it doesn't mean that your house will always be clean. Okay, listen, I still have to sleep every single day. I still have laundry and dishes, but not as much. I still have to fold blankets every day, but only two, not five. It'll mean that you'll still have to tidy, but you'll tidy faster. It'll mean that you won't have to spend every Saturday morning cleaning because you didn't have time throughout the week. It'll mean that you'll have extra time to hang out with your family or your friends or to start that new hobby. How do you think that I have the extra time to do a podcast now? (laughs) Okay, so now that we've talked about what minimalism is not to me, let's dive into why I have adopted this lifestyle. So here are five reasons. Number one, for me, the biggest thing that I've discovered about minimalism is that it is so good for my mental health. I can't think as clearly when there's clutter. I can't relax in a messy home. I don't feel at peace when it's dirty. I need calm in my home amidst the chaos. Back in the spring of 2020, I worked from home for three months. I didn't leave the house for an entire month and I began to feel like the walls were closing in on me. I looked around and I saw all this stuff that I owned, but for the first time, I realized that it wasn't helping me to feel safe at home. It was actually causing me to feel more stress and anxiety. This helped me to realize that I'm actually a highly sensitive individual. I always thought that I was just dramatic or overly sensitive. And honestly, sometimes I can be. But I tend to overthink and my emotions change with my mood. You know the, you're not not you when you're hungry, Snickers commercials? Yeah, those are about me. I get my feelings hurt pretty easy, and I have a hard time watching violence on TV, and I also get uncomfortable when music is way too loud. If this also sounds like you, I highly recommend that you look into this. Speak to a professional and look up information from trusted resources online. There's even a free test that you can take online that was created by a clinical psychologist, and her name is Dr. Elaine Aaron, and it can tell you what factors contribute to a highly sensitive person. She um, specializes, actually, in highly sensitive individuals, so she's really a good resource and tool if this is something that you want to look into more. Learning this about myself helped me to understand why I reacted to certain things the way that I did, and it helped me to take accountability when my mood changed and actually understand where it was coming from. It also helped me learn about minimalism. Minimalism is great for highly sensitive individuals. It gives you permission to create the space that you need to relax, recharge, and rest. After all, isn't this exactly what you want to do in your home? Number two. Minimalism means making room. Not only does this lifestyle help me to make room physically in our apartment, it's also helped me to make room for my goals, my future, for more experiences and memories. When I stopped buying the next best thing, just to say that I had the next best thing, I had more money. Keeping an inventory of the amount of items coming into your home helps you to not purchase so many. 
I'm now able to put hundreds of extra dollars towards my debt each month, which obviously is going to help me accomplish my goal of becoming debt free. I have two year and five year goals that I knew that I wasn't going to reach if I kept going to TJ Maxx just because I was bored or hoarding food in my pantry that ended up expiring because I went grocery shopping and then I decided that I wanted takeout instead. I'm also currently on a book buying ban that I started on January 1st. This means that I have told myself that I am not allowed to buy any new books. Why? Because I currently have two bookshelves full of books and I haven't even read all of them. Why am I wasting money purchasing the newest releases when I'm not even reading them once I get home? Book reading and book buying are two separate hobbies, okay? I stand behind that statement. <laughs> I consider myself to be a book reader, but my actions weren't aligning with that, so I'm making changes. After reading a book, if I don't love it and I know that I won't reread it, I'm going to donate it, and I'm only going to allow books that I love and add value in my life to take up space. Now that I'm not purchasing as much, it's going to be easier for me to plan trips post-COVID and invest more in experiences and memories rather than things. I've never, ever said, I'm so glad that I bought that shirt that I wore in Mexico that one day. But I've always said, I'm so glad that I got to travel to Mexico and experience the culture. Our memories stay with us, so I'm choosing to invest in that instead. Number three, it's an intentional mindset shift. Derek and I talk all the time about our future and where we see ourselves in 5, 10, 20 years. Without adopting this lifestyle, I would probably still be chasing what everyone around me is chasing, simply just to keep up. If you were to take a good look around you, I wonder how many people are chasing their dream versus the American dream. I remember being 26 years old and having absolutely everything that society told me that I needed to be happy. And to tell you the truth, I had never been more miserable or more in debt. Being more minimal has been a complete mind shift for me, but it's only going to work if I'm intentional. So for me, this means putting that spirit of comparison to rest. Just because that girl looks really happy in her new outfit and she's holding one of the many handbags in her collection doesn't mean that that's reality. But it's also understanding that what is going to make me happy is having less stuff, but that's not the definition of happiness for everyone else. Number four, it's practicing gratitude and it's staying grounded. Do I want to live in an apartment for the rest of my life? No. Now listen, I'm not knocking you if you do. I just don't want my upstairs neighbor to wake me up in the middle of the night for the rest of my life or hear my neighbor's dog barking through the walls forever. But if you don't have my problems, you do you. I am, however, grateful for our apartment and the life that we're building here. I feel the most safe in this tiny apartment than I've ever felt living on my own in my adult life. I'm able to focus and work on my goals. All of my basic needs are met. I've learned new hobbies here. Everything about our apartment brings me peace, and that has nothing to do with the amount of items that we own. I know we have goals, but accumulating stuff isn't part of that. I know that if we bring a new item into our home, it contributes to our safety and our future, and that's going to look different than other people. Number five, and I juggle with this being the most important. I'm not sure. I feel like they're all important, but this one's really important. So minimalism to me is very, very personal. I think that it is paying attention to what takes up your time, 
your energy and your money. And that's going to look different for everyone else. I hated the fact that I was spending every Saturday morning doing laundry and deep cleaning because I didn't have time throughout the week. And then by the time Saturday rolled around, there was so much laundry to do that I honestly wasn't even looking forward to the weekends anymore. And so now that we have been able to adopt more of a minimalist lifestyle, we hand wash dishes as soon as they're dirty, and then we'll hand dry them and we'll put them back. Um, we only have maybe like two loads of laundry a week, and we're constantly redoing laundry because we need the items that are dirty. Um, so that even that's just more intentional. Also, your journey is not going to look like anyone else's because your definition of what brings you peace and adds value to your life is going to be different than theirs. So, for example, whenever we decluttered our kitchen, we were able to get rid of some of like the bigger appliances that we never use. But I still kept like my Keurig because I love drinking coffee every morning. It kind of just helps me get in the right mindset and it helps me to set my mood for the day. And I'm able to just sit in silence or even drink a cup of coffee while I'm doing my makeup. And it just really helps me to get prepared for the day. But if coffee is not your thing and you have a coffee pot that's just sitting there gathering dust, give it to somebody who you know is going to love it or even try to resell it. Even if you only make like five or ten bucks, it'll be worth it. So what adds value to my life is different than what's going to add value to your life. So you might find value in keeping maybe like two or three storage containers per season in your storage. But I find value in only having one for fall and one for winter. You might not care about books, but listen, I want my two bookshelves. <laughs> you might not care about your shoes, but honestly, this was the hardest item for me to declutter. So I say all of this so that as you learn more about yourself, you don't allow it to cripple you. Instead, you allow it to help you live. Now, I challenge you to get rid of five things today that no longer serve you. And then think about five things that you have that add value to your life. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live. As a mental health advocate, I want to encourage you to do something for yourself today. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions that you may have. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard. If you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-8255 to talk to a skilled trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you're located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. Thank you.